Good morning. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Bahar, Bechukhoisai, Tov Shin, Peigimel. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Halachas, Yoradeya, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Malamdim, Vehilchas Talmud Torah, Halacha Dalit. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Hoyisha Yentefradl Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzvi Sholem Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoi Regila Simcha Bas Chava, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hila Ben Brocha Nechama, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Dovid Lei Ben Shena, Shlomanisa Ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Soregitl bas Chanariva, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perl, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gittigenendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Aviva Lona bas Yusbehendel, Sorocha bas Yusbehendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Gila bas Brocha, Dovid ben Behia Shendel Basleya, Behia Basia Bashendel, Nasanachman ben Shendel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Besoch Shachel Yisrael. We mentioned in the previous year that this halacha is based on chapter 34 in Likutim Aran, and we gave a brief summary of the, the concept in that Torah. Paragraph Beis, Vizeh Bechinas Mitzvah's Talmud Torah. We know that when it comes to the study of Torah, the Gemara places very, very important significance on verbalizing, saying the words when you're learning Torah. As it says clearly in the Shema, you will speak the words of Torah. And the Posik in Mishlei says, the Torah gives life to those who give it forth. And the Gemara says in Erevin, to those who speak the words of Torah with their mouth. Because one of the main reasons for learning Torah is that it, it should lead to the performance of mitzvahs, to doing it. As it says in Pirkei Ovois, learning is not the main thing, but action, putting your learning into action. And as the Gemara says in Brochus, that it was a very, very often quoted by Rava. <coughs> One of the things he enjoyed saying the most was that the ultimate purpose of Torah is that it should lead to tshuva and good deeds. That a person shouldn't learn Chumash and Mishnah and Gemara and, and show disrespect to Talmud Chachamim or not believe in Hashem and not perform the mitzvahs. And therefore we must speak the words of Torah as Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 34 in the Kudimran, that in order to activate, to turn on that nekuda, that light of the Torah, it requires speaking it, 
Bebechinas, as, as the Pasuk says, Pi yedaber chachmois. My mouth will speak chachma. Shetoyer lahaleiv, levatel hacherpois vahashvirois hasheron alaleiv. And as Rabbein Asal explains there in Likutim Ran, the Pasuk says there, Pi yedaber chachmois, vehekois libi tevunois. That when a person speaks words of Torah, those words go into the person's ears and they reach the person's heart. And that's where the heart is surrounded by all the klipois and taivasroys, all the negativity. And it's only by speaking the words of Torah and those words of Torah entering the person's own heart, that's what destroys those klipois, those taivasroys, all the negative forces that rest on the heart. This is one of the most important goals and reasons for the study of Torah. To, to eliminate all of our wrong types of desires, which are all the types of things that we like that are not good for us, that are wrong, that are bad. And this is why the Gemara says in Kiddushin, in If this disgusting character, the Yetzirah, approaches you, drag him to the base Medrash. If he's a stone, he'll be crushed. The Gemara says if he's this, this, you know, the Torah will take care of him. And the Gemara also says, Borosi Borosi Hashem says, I'm the one who created the Yetzirah, and I created the antidote for the Yetzirah, which is the Torah. As we said before, The main power of the Yetzirah over us is for, to, to get us to like things that are bad for us and, and sinful. Sheboim Mishviras Kalim. And this is the result of a shattering of vessels that took place at the time of creation. And as a result, the light of Chesed, which was in this vessel, spilled out. It splattered and went into the wrong places. That light, that Ahava, went to the wrong places, called Ahavois Nefulois. And that's what allows the Sahara to overpower a person with all kinds of sinful desires. And therefore, through the study of Torah, by which a person connects and shines that light of the Nekuda that's coming from the Torah, that's coming out from the words of Torah that are coming out of the person's mouth, it's shining into the heart of the person, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Pi yedaber chachmois v'hogois libi tevunois alken ha'yedezeh noiflim ho'avois rois. This brings about the downfall of all of those sinful types of desires, things that a person likes. K'moishim avur sham, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 34, Mikutim Ram. V'yedezeh nizbatel ha'yedzahara. And this brings about the destruction of the yedzahara who draws his power, his strength, from these Ahavois Royce, these Ahavois Nefulois. 
This is what the Gemara says in the beginning of Brochus. A person should always try to get their the good inclination to be able to overpower the evil inclination. If a person is successful, fine. If not, the person should study Torah. As the Pesach says, Imru bilevavchem v'al mishkavchem. The, the Gemara quotes the Pesach saying, speak in, to your hearts. Imru bilevavchem daika. Rav Nosanzal says, take a look at the Pesach. Look what Pesach the Gemara is quoting. Speak into your hearts. Kitzorich lochoir ho'amiro v'hadibur el halev. We have to shine that light that's coming from those words that we're speaking, those words of Torah, into the heart. That's what will destroy the Yitzhahara, who is referred to in the Torah as the shame that's on a person's heart. Shvira slave, the breakage of a broken heart in a negative sense. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei that says, attach the words of Torah to your heart all the time. Hanemar Torah, that's written about the Torah. Rav Nosan Zal says, look at the wording again. Koshreim alibcho daiko. Kitzorech lekasher ha-Torah shehi bechinas hanekudo lahalev. Because we have to attach the Torah, which is that nekuda that Rabbein Zal speaking about there in Likud Imran, we have to attach it to the heart. See, here's an example. In Likud Imran, Rabbein Zal doesn't define what nekuda means. What does that mean in a practical sense? In Likud HaLochus, Rav Nosanzal tells us that one definition of that Nikuda is the Torah, the words of the Torah. In order to eliminate the shame on the heart, which is the Klipois, the Taivasroys, the Yetzirah. Because the Torah is the Nikuda, Bechinas Malupum. That vowel called malupam that we spoke about in the previous year, the vav with the dot inside, kemoi shemavur sham, as Rabbeinazal says over there, shehat toira hi bechinas malupam. Rabbeinazal there gives several examples of what the malupam represents. One of the examples is that the malupam is the toira. Why? Because the toira, the luchais, were six by six, the Gemara says. That's the vav of the malupam. And the toira. It is the Ten Commandments. The basic, the basis of the Torah is the Ten Commandments, which have six hundred and twenty letters, and the, the the letter Yud is represented by a dot. A dot is a Yud. A vav is a dash, like in the Morse code. Ayn Shom, look over there, and we could Imran. and this is also what the pasuk means in Chumash Dvarim, the famous pasuk, Ki Koroiv Elecho Hadavor Maoid. The Pasuk says there, <coughs> don't think that the Torah is far from you, that you have to climb mountains, you have to go to the, up to the sky, but rather, the Torah is very close to you, it's very accessible, the Torah and the mitzvahs. And then it says, it's within your mouth and your heart, to accomplish it, to accomplish the Torah. Beficho u 
those words befivcha uvavcha ze bechina shetzrichem lekasha hanekudo el aleid. This is exactly what Rabbi Nezal is referring to there in Likud Imran about binding the nekuda to the heart. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says, again, pi yidaber chachmois vegas libi tevunas kanal. Vezehu laasoisoi. Note that final word in the Pasuk, laasoisoi, to do it. Ki alidezeh zoichen lishmor v'laasoisoi l'kayim esatoira. Because through this, a person who follows this path will be zoichet to fulfill the Torah. Lishmar means the negative commandments. Lasis means the positive commandments. Ulakaiman to fulfill the Torah. Shezeh iker. That's the most important thing in Yiddishkeit. There's a lot of people today putting emphasis only on learning. Learn, learn, learn. Learn Torah, learn Torah, learn Torah. And they don't add to it. They don't add to it. Learn Torah so that you'll fulfill the mitzvah, so that you'll live the Torah. It's both. The, 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 the importance of learning Torah isn't to teach you how to live, to show you what to do and what not to do. Even though learning Torah itself is a mitzvah, a very important mitzvah, but if a person is learning and not fulfilling the Torah, they're in big trouble. Ki nizbatlin Because through this method, a person eliminates the shame and the destruction that's resting on the heart, the Yitzhahara and all the Taivas Rois and Mikas Rois, Sheheim Hepech HaToyra, which are the opposite of the Torah. So it says Talmud Torah can be cool, which is what usually most people refer to. And other things that's said by that are actually mass and token. The, the answer is that the Gemara defines Talmud Torah as a type of Libu that leads to Misa. That's the definition of Talmud. That's, that's what we're missing over here. And, and the Gemara itself says that if a person is learning and learning and learning and is not coming out with a clear understanding of what the halacha is, then <coughs> Hashem does get some pleasure from that, but that's not the tachlis. The person is not hitting the target. They're not really accomplishing the most important result that Hashem wants to see from the Torah. Exactly. And it's not Rabbeinazal, the Gemara. The Gemara says that the most important reason for learning Torah is la'asuke shmaitza aliba to that the, all the discussion and the questioning and answering should lead to a coming out with a halacha. So if there are koilim that specialize in not learning halacha, in avoiding halacha, they're missing something. They're missing something very important. What about a koilo that's learning kochim? And they say they're learning it to prepare for the coming of Moshiach. Very true, valid. We need to learn kochim, but if we're learning kochim instead of halacha, if we're learning kochim and the people learning that don't know halacha at all, they're, they're missing basic Judaism. They're building, they're, they're on the 10th floor and they don't have the nine floors underneath it. Question, why is it specifically uh, the Dibur that leads to the shining of the Nakuda, aside from this possible piece of it, why is learning silently not sufficient? The, the why is because the Torah says so, for starters. That's a very simple, we brought Psukim and Gemaras that say that that's the way it needs to be done. Now, we know that in Sifrei Kabbalah, 
the stresses that the most important, the Gemara also says, Hachayim v'hamoves b'yad haloshon. Life and death are determined by the tongue. Again, speech, your words. A human being is defined as medaber, when we speak about the four levels of creation. Doimeim, inanimate objects, tsoimeach, plants, chai, animals, medaber. Medaber means one that speaks. That's the definition of a human being. And in many ways, that's the most important organ in a human being, the mouth. A leader is called a dabor. The Gemara says, dabor echod ladoyer, one speaker in a generation. So dibor, and we've mentioned that the place, one of, one of the most important places where the Shekhinah resides in a person is the mouth, the tongue, the lips. The word safa, lips, is bigematria Shekhinah. The word lashain, the tongue, is bigematria Shekhinah with the koilel. The word peh, mouth, is bigemat with the koilel is bigematria elikim. This is this is one of the things that Rabbeinazal puts tremendous emphasis on because if you learn Torah properly, you will see that that's what the Torah puts emphasis on. How does Hashem communicate with with the world through dibur? How did Hashem create the world? Bidvar Hashem shomayim nasu uberuach piv kol With the words of Hashem, heaven and earth were created, and with the spirit, the spirit of His lips, all the angels. There are thousands of psukim and sources to show the tremendous emphasis, the tremendous importance of this. In addition, the ter- the, in terms of learning silently, also. The, the Gemara says, <laughs> that sound arouses concentration. When a person is whispering words of tefillah or Torah and they don't hear it, it's more difficult to concentrate, to really concentrate, than when you're actually saying the words and you hear it. The only exception to that is the Shemun Esrei, where there are specific reasons why there we must be silent. But other than that, there's tremendous significance given to lack of silence. Don't be silent. To make sure that you hear the words that you're saying in Torah and in Tefillah. Even in Shemones, we're supposed to move our lips and hear a little bit, no? There, there's a, a major debate. In Shemones, we're supposed to move our lips, definitely. But whether we are supposed to hear, number one, with for sure no one else standing close to us should be hearing our, our Shmon Esri, hearing our, the words coming out of our mouth. Whether the person themselves should hear it at all or not is a debate between Halacha and Kabbalah. And even in Kabbalah, there are different opinions. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld followed the opinion of the Arizal in this very straight that when a person is davening Shmon Esrei, even the person themselves should not hear any sound. There should be no sound, no audible sound coming out of their mouth. Mouthing the words, but no sound. <coughs> There's a pasuk by Yosef HaTzadik. When Yosef HaTzadik finally revealed himself to his brothers, and there was excitement and everything, and it says there, V'hakoil nishma beis paroi. The, the sounds were heard by, in the house of the king, in the house of Paroi. The word koil there is written choser, without a vav. Usually it's spelled. So the Zohar Kodesh says, which sound is heard in the house of the king? The sound, la- when, when it's lacking, when it's lacking sound, mm-hmm. when there is no audible sound, mm-hmm. meaning for Shmoy
this is what Rav Rosenfeld taught us. I saw Sforim, even among the, those that interpret the words of the Ariza, there are, there are different sides to this, but he was very clear, crystal clear, that that's the best. The Zohar Kodesh says that a person who makes any sound during Shemon Esrei is showing a lack of emuna. They're showing that they don't believe that Hashem can hear even when there's no audible sound. That, that's the way, the, the part of the reasoning that's given for it. Is it possible to suggest that the Chazaret Hashatz is also like a completion of this in the way? Because before there was no sound and now there's sound? I think so. I would, believe, I would say yes. Yes. Any other questions? Rabbi? Yes. Uh, when we say not to make any sound, um, we're talking about sound from the vocal cords, or are we also talking about the, the, the like kind of whispering sound that comes from just the air passing through the mouth? Even the whispering sound. No sound at all. No audible sound. The term audible. Nothing that can be heard. Oh, if a whisper, if a person is whispering and they can hear the whisper, then that, that's sound. Even that is considered sound. The way you hear, you hear the, the words in your head, you're the Exactly. You could be screaming. Remember, Abenazal taught us the silent scream. person could be screaming, screaming inside. The screaming is coming from inside and going up to the brain, bypassing the, the mouth. Paragraph Gimel. And with this, we'll understand why when it comes to the study of Torah, we're commanded that a father should learn with his son and with his grandson. And the Shulchan Aruch goes on to say, and it's not limited to learning only with them, but rather to learn with but rather to learn Torah with anyone who's willing to learn. It's telling us priorities <coughs> that a person's first priority has to be to teach his sons. <coughs> Second priority, grandsons. Third priority, other people, other people's children. Because as Rabbein Azal explains over there in the Torah, which is this Nekuda, we have to receive the light of this Nekuda through three paths. Dahainu, Aleph, number one, Ledaber im Hatzadik, Lekabel mimenu Nekuda Klolius. Rabbein Azal explains there, it's important for the person to speak with the Tzadik because the Tzadik is a composite of the whole Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigimatria 613, making it pretty clear. He is the entire Torah wrapped up in one person, a live version of the Torah. <clears throat> so we want to speak to the Tzadik in order to receive from the big, big picture, the total picture. Beis, Ledaberim Chaveroi, each and every single Jew is supposed to have friends that they could speak Torah with that they could speak about Yiddishkeit, about Emunah, about Yerushalayim. As the Pasuk says, we receive from each other. Gimel, number three, a person's private communion with Hashem, one-on-one -on -one with Hashem, when a person's praying alone and or when a person's learning alone. Lekabel hanekuda because then the person is receiving the nekuda from me to me, from my mouth to my heart. 
וזה ידוע, and this is a known fact, שבקידושו כל בחינו ובחינו צריכה להיות כולו מכל הבחינות. In קידושו, every single aspect includes in it all of the other aspects. Chesed has Gvura, Teferis, Netzach, Hoi, Chochma, each one of them has all the other ones in it. V'yalkein, הנקוד של קולכות מישראל בעצמאי צריכה להוהר בשלוש הבחינה סנאל. And therefore, the Nekuda of each and every single Jew has to shine into all three levels, all three levels. וזה בחינה זוהידתם לבנך ולבני בנך. And this is why the Torah gives us this trio, grandfather, son, and, and grandson. כנגד שלוש נקודות סנאל, corresponding to these three נקודות. כי כשלוי מי בעצמוי, הוא מדבר דברי תורה בפיו, ומקשם לליבוי, because when a person is learning alone, <coughs> when the contact with the tzaddik is not available, <coughs> when a friend is not available, <coughs> and a person still is required to learn Torah, when the person is learning alone, and they're saying the words, and attaching the words, they're saying the words with their mouth, and attaching it to the heart, אזי מאיר הנקודה מפיו לליבוי מיני ובי. Then he's activating that third nekuda from his mouth to himself. And when a person to give birth to a son, required to, to learn with him. And then we apply the Pasuk and Kohelas that two is better than one. <coughs> Because by the two, if, if anyone falls, the other one is able to pick him up. <coughs> Because that's when that second light goes, shines. <coughs> Which each and every single Jew shines into his fellow Jew. <coughs> each one receiving from the other. כי גם הבונים נקרואים אחים וחברים. Person would say, but one minute, no, 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 he's not, the, Rabbi Nelson Zal is saying something different than Rabbi Nelson. Rabbi Nelson said, talking to your friend, my son is not my friend. With today's idiotic, insane psychologists and procologists and all kinds of characters that belong in prison and in other places, it's, they, they, they've professed a, a, new, a new relationship between father and son, buddy-buddy. Daddy calls the son Joey, and Joey calls the father Harry. We're on a, a first-name basis, and we're buddies, and we, there's, no, there's no hierarchy at all. That, 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 that leads to unfriendliness and, and Rahman al-Islam. But Hashem, who knows much better, defines that there is a hierarchy. So you would say, one minute, Rabbi Nezal spoke about friends, the relationship between friends. Rabbi Nezal here is speaking about father and son. So Rav Nosanzal says, Ki gam habonim nikroim achim v'chaveirum. Because we find the Torah also sometimes uses the term brother or friend regarding a son. K'mesh HaKosov, as the Pesach says in Chumash Bereshis, V'yoymer Yaakov li'echov. Yaakov Avinu said to his brothers, Liktu avonim, gather up stones to build a mizbeach. U'pirish Rashi, le'echov le'bonov. That the term Echov here refers to his sons. Yaakov was referring to his sons. Shehoyu Achim Nigoshim Elov. They were close to him in that sense. Like brothers. Okay. 
Now, and when a person is to have a grandchild, he's also obligated to learn with the grandchild. And then we see the fulfillment of the Pasuk in Koheles, that a triple-stranded string will not be able to be taken apart. Because then he has to learn with his son and grandson. And by doing that, the grandfather's nekuda expands. And he becomes like a rabbi, like a tzaddik. Because now he's learning with two in Bnoi Vin Ben Bnoi with his son and grandson. Ki Oz Benoi Biatsmoi Loimate in Bnoi Shu Ben Bnoi because in that kind of scenario the son is learning with his son, with the grandson, Vilimudam Shaloim Dem Yachad, who Bachinas Oyer Hanakuda Shalachaveran. And when the son and grandson are learning together, that's the Nakudas Chaver. That's the two people interacting with each other. And now grandpa becomes a grandpa. Now, because there's these three generations, now grandpa is no longer just daddy, he's a grandfather. And he's learning with both of them. At that point, his nekuda changes level. It goes to a higher level. He becomes the, the Nekuda of the rabbi, that Shenikra Zokin, who is called Zokin. The word Zokin means grandfather. The word Zokin means an elder, a Talmud Chacham. Ze Konachachma, as the Gemara says in Kiddushin. Kihu Meir Bishneem, because he's shining into both of them. Bibnoya Ben his son and grandson. Bibechinas Nekudas Horav, Shubchinas Zokin, like the rabbi, the tzaddik, the Zokin. And the son and grandson, they are the two that are shining into each other. This aspect of Nekudas Chaver. And then each one of them learns by himself also when the partner is unavailable. And shines that Nekuda from, from his mouth into his own heart. And through this, all three Nekudas are activated and shining. And this eliminates all of the Taivas Royce, all the Midas Royce that are called Cherpois and Shvirois. Because those three Nekudas that Rabbi Nezal describes there in the Kutimran correspond to our three forefathers. Avram Yitzchok V'yakov. B'tchilo ho'yusu nekudas Avraham rak When Avram Avinu was born, before he had any Yitzchok, he only had that one nekuda of shining into himself. Ki hu ho'yo ho'rishon shehikir es b'shleimus. He was the first one who achieved a complete recognition of Hashem on that level. And he started shining this light into the world in order to eliminate 
which came into the world and were powerful from the time of the sin of Adam Rishon. Now, Rabbeinu Salavadeh refers to that Nekuda as the aspect of Koyen, because Koyen is Isha Chesed. Koyen is this Ahava Degdusha. So Rav Nosan adds now, Ki Avraham Zoho Le Kahuna, because Avraham Avinu was Zoichet to Kahuna, Bechinas Ahava Hakdosha, which means this holy love, this Chesed. Bechinas, as it says in Tehillim, Ato Koyen Lioilam. Hashem says to Avraham Avinu, You are my Koyen forever. It doesn't mean technically Koyen, he was given that title. The how was Avram Avinu Zechitidis? As a result of the Hispoidus that he had throughout his whole life. To speak to Hashem constantly. And also speaking to people. That's how he activated the, his, his, the light of his Nekuda. And that's how he was to that holy Ahava, which is found by the Nekuda, by that light, by that Torah. As the Pesach refers to Avram, my beloved Avraham. Avraham is this Ahava Degdusha. However, at first, when he first started out, his, his Nekuda was just him alone, him shining into himself. Because he was alone in the world when he first started his career. As the Pesach says, that Avram was one, one alone against the whole world when he started. And then when he was to give birth to Yitzchok Avinu, then he activated what the Pesach says, two are better than one. When Yitzchok Avinu gave birth to Yaakov, became that triple-stranded string which is impossible to break. That's when the Kedusha reached a certain stage of Shlemus. Because then this light, this Nekuda, was shining in all three areas, all three ways. And therefore Yaakov Avinu received this Nekuda, this light, in, in three ways. He received it from his grandfather, Bebechinas Nekudas Hazokin. That's the Nekuda of the elder, the grandfather, the elder, Shehu Horav Shebedoyer, who in this context represents the tzaddik of the generation. Vekibla Meoviv, and in addition, Yaakov Avinu received it from his father, Yitzhak Avinu, Bebechinas Nekudas Hachaverin. That's this Nekudas Chaver canal. Vekibla Mineu Bey. And he also received from himself to himself, from inside of himself. And therefore, the holiness of the Ovais was not complete 
until we got to Yaakov Avinu, Shehoisa mitosoi shlema, where the Medrash defines his family as a complete bed, shlemus. Whereas by Avram Avinu, we find that something terrible came from him, Yishmoel. The Yitzchok, And from Yitzchok Avinu came Esau. Ki oz adayin loy nizbatlo hacherpo vashvira. Because during the time of Avram and Yitzchok, this, these cherpois, this shvirois, had not yet been eliminated completely. Shehem bechinas orlo dechafyo albris. Another word for these cherpois and shvirois that surround the heart is the orla, the foreskin that covers the bris kodesh. And because this, this cherp and shvira had not yet been eliminated completely, that's why a, a Yishmoel was born and an Esav. They come from those cherpois and shvirois. Malchen Kadmoen Demisu, as the Zoyar Kodesh tells us, they come from those original kings that died, which are the Shehim Bechinas, Ve'ele Hamalochim Hashemochu Be'eretz Edoim, Lifnei Malach Melech Lebnei Yisrael. The Pasuk says at the end of Parshas Vayishlach, these are the kings that ruled in the land of Edoim before a Jewish king ruled for the Jewish people. And the Zoyar Kodesh has the most incredible, incredible, deep, deep discussion showing how that paragraph at the end of Aishloch describes the whole concept of the Shviras Kalim, the shattering of the vessels in the beginning of creation. Why and how was it possible for all of this to happen? Because the, the Nakuda was not shining fully in all three ways. And therefore, the Cherp and Shvira was not eliminated completely, was not defeated. But when we get to Yaakov Avinu, now, now we have a triple stranded rope. Now this nikuda is complete in all three ways. Then the cherpa, the shvira, the tuma, the klipa, the sitrachra was destroyed completely. And Yaakov Avinu was to the highest level of purity in shmiras habris. As he was able to say at the end of his life, Rashis Oini, that Reuven was my first seed. I had, he had never spilled any seed, wasted any seed, anything like that. And this is why we're told that the bed of Yaakov Avinu was complete, nothing wrong, no defects. Ki oz nizbatlo hacherpa vashvira legamri. Because then the cherpa, the shvira, was eliminated completely as a result of the fact that this oyer hanakuda was shining in all three areas. And this once again 
shows us the clarity of the wording in the Gemara in Baba Metziah, that call me shehu talmud chacham, ubenoi talmud chacham, uben benoi talmud chacham, shuv ein hatoyro poisekes mizaroi. When you have three generations in a row, three consecutive generations of Talmidei Chachamim, the Torah will not leave their lineage. It will stay with them. Shenemar, va'ani zois brisi, Ki oz, note the bris there. It starts off with Hashmir Sabris. Ki oz meira hanakuda bechol hasholish bechinois. Because then the Nakuda is shining in all three different ways. And that's what enables the real fulfillment of the Torah. Any questions? Is there any correspondence between these three Nakudos and Chesed Kura Teferis? The answer is obviously yes. Because Rav Nosanzal compared it to the three forefathers, Avram, Yitzchok, and Yaakov. Exactly how that works, we'll see if it'll be explained here. Notice how it relates to the Mid of Gvura, how it relates to the Mid of Teferis. But that those concepts are discussed in many places throughout Likutei Alochis. How Chesed Gvura Teferis apply to many many different things. Paragraph Dalid, Vialkein Srichim Lahaktim Bnoi Leben Bnoi Uben Bnoi Leben Chaveroi. And now we understand also why the correct order of priorities is first learn with your son. If he's not available, learn with you. If you finished with him, learn with your grandson. If you finished with him, then you can go on and teach other people. Because the requirement is to shine this nakuda into your own children more so than other people's. Because the person's children come from that person. And any holiness that they have, their neshama, their nekuda, comes from him, originates from their father. Because this holiness that's found inside of every single Jew is because they are from the seed of a Jew, because they are a descendant of a Jew. Because every single Jew has this holiness inside of them from birth. Because we are all descendants of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Because Avram Avinu was Zoyche to be able to pass on this light that he had to, and to, to draw this light of the Nakuda for himself and for all his descendants afterwards, for generations. Because the whole lineage and heritage of the Jewish people, of the, the holiness of the Jewish people, began from Avram Avinu and continues eternally. Because from Avram Avinu, this Nikudu was passed on to his son Yitzchak through birth. Where the Torah tells us, 
only Yitzchak Avinu is referred to as the true seed, the true child of Avram. As it says, Within Yitzchak will be considered your, your seed. I'm sorry. In Yitzchak will be called your seed. This Pasuk, for now, Rav is referring to Yitzchak versus Yishmoel. And so too, from Yitzchak Avinu being passed on to Yaakov and not to Esau. Because the Gemara Darshans, Be Yitzchak, Veloi Kol Yitzchak. It doesn't say, it could have said, Ki Yitzchak Yikor Lechazara. Yitzchak will be called, will be called your children. It doesn't say that. It says, Be Yitzchak. From within Yitzchak will be called your children. Which, which one? Yaakov. Yaakov will be called your child. The Yaakov, the Chaim Yitzchak Yaakov passed on through birth. The Yaakov, Hoysami Tosay Shlemo. And Yaakov, I mean, was like that his bed was complete, that all of his children were good. And from Yaakov Avinu, now it's triple. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, that triple-stranded light was now passed on, which is complete, was passed on to the 12 Shvatim, and so too from generation to generation, ad infinitum. Each and every single Jewish that's born from a Jewish parents has this Nekuda Hagdosha, Machmas Ha'ayloda, which they received through, from birth. Machmashu Mizera Yisrael, because he comes from Jewish seed, Mizera Avram Yitzchak V'Yakov. Why? Why does it have to be specifically the, the seed and the child? Because Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kutim Ram, because this nekuda that we're referring to over here <coughs> is especially associated with the bris kodesh. Bechinas tzadik yesoid oilam. The tzadik, which the nekuda of tzadik, which is the foundation of the world. As Rabbeinazal explains this over there on the Kutimran. <coughs> Rabbeinazal explains it based on Kabbalah. How the light of Chesed fell down to Yesod. And it's from the bris that all births come from. <coughs> because the bris is the pipeline by which all souls are brought into the world. And each and every single Jew who has a bris mila <coughs> is already in the category of the holiness of bris. As Rabbi Nezal mentions this in chapter 23 in the Kutim <coughs> That's why we can use the term tzaddik for all Jews. As it says in the Pasuk, V'amech kulam tzaddikim. V'zeh zochu me'avram. And this originated from Avram Avinu, Shehoya Roish Lenimoylim, who was the first one 
of those to, to have a bris milah, to be instructed to have a bris milah. <coughs> he is the first one who removed this cherpa, this shame, shehi ha'orla de chafyal bris, which is that foreskin that covers the bris. And through this, he turned on, he activated this light of the nekuda, which is called tzaddik. This, this is one of the forms of the tzaddik inside of each and every one of us, the bris mila. <coughs> And Avram Avinu was there to give birth to Yitzchak Avinu after Avram Avinu already had a bris And through this, Avram Avinu was there to pass on this holiness of the Jewish nation for generations. Shekol zaroi shehem zera Yisrael yamshichu hanekudagdosh. So that all of his future descendants, all of his future children, which are Zerah Yisrael, Jewish children, will be able to pass on this holy Nakuda from father to son, from generation to generation. Nimza, we conclude therefore, Shehanakuda shall kolechot mi Yisrael, Hunim Sheches me oviv mitzad haelota. Based on what we explained here, we're, show, we're being shown here that this nikuda, this holiness, each and every single Jew receives that from their father through birth. However, unfortunately, because of the tumor of the snake, which, which is represented by all the wrong types of desires that, that we have, which are the result of the shattering of the vessels, that causes this holiness that's found inside of each and every one of us to become hidden and covered up. Because the forces of Tuma, the Yetzirah, the Sitrachra, this shame, this shatter heart, attaches itself especially at the time of, at, 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 in this process of giving birth, which is the whole connection between husband and wife. Because this is a very important rule in Kabbalah, Shebemokim Shehakidusha Gavoya Yoyser, Shom Hemiz Gabram Biyoyser. Wherever there is a higher level or a higher function of holiness, the Yetzirah, the Sitrachra, makes sure to be there and to work extra hard against it. Because Hashem has made the holiness and the unholiness parallel to each other. And therefore, unfortunately, most, most children that are being born into the world, there's some of that sitrachra, there's some of that yetzahara, that cherpa, that shvira involved in it. The parents not, not, were not necessarily successful in conducting themselves with the highest degree of holiness and purity. Shemehem haklipo And that's what causes the husk, 
the shell, the peel that covers the fruit, shemehem kol hataivos, which is the cause of all types of wrong types of desires, sha'al yodom nis'ale morhanikuda, which cover up and hide that holiness that's inside of each and every one of us. We'll just do the next little, pa- we'll try to finish the paragraph just to finish a thought. And this is really what all of our Yiddishkeit is really all about, all of our effort. To try to activate, to turn on that nekuda, that's inside, that light, that holiness that's inside of us. That it should shine into our hearts. Al Yedei Hadibur through speaking words of Kedusha, Shemedaber Beinei where a person speaks to their Creator, Tashem, Vim Chaveirov, and they speak to their friends, Verabai, and to his Rebbe, Kedei Levatel Bechinas Acherpa Asher Aliboy, in order to eliminate that shame that's resting on the heart, Shenim Sheches Mishviras Kelim, which originates from the shattering of the vessels. Because each and every one of our fathers was not necessarily on the highest level of holiness at the time of being involved in this process of bringing a child into the world. And this is why the most, the greatest obligation of passing on holy Torah and Yerushalayim is from father to son. In order to shine that, that light, that Nekuda, from mouth to heart, from the mouth of the father into the heart of the son, and, and, and thereby have the Nekuda from the mouth of the son shine into his own heart. Because again, it's the father that has the greatest obligation here, because where did the son get this holiness from? Where did he get this, this light, this candle from? He got it from the father, because he is a Jewish child, because a child born to Jewish parents. And in addition, the shame, the klipa, the tumor that's resting on the heart of the child is coming from daddy, from the father. As a result of the fact that the father didn't maintain, the, wasn't able to maintain the highest standard of holiness. That's why there's a special obligation of the father to teach the son Torah. That's how the father is repairing the damage that he was possibly involved in causing. Because by the father learning Torah with his son, the father is now shining into his son the holiness that the father possesses from being a Jew, which he received from his father, from his father, going back to Avram Yitzchok Yaakov. Umevatel hacherpo And this, and eliminates the shame, the negativity that rests on the heart of the son. 
because it all comes from the Father. The positive and the negative comes from the Father. And the Father has to repair all of this through the words of Kedusha that the Father shares with the Son, speaking to him about Torah, about Yerushalayim. And this is one, an example of this Nikuda shining from mouth to heart, which is what repairs everything, as Rabbi Nezal shows there on Nikud In today's times, unfortunately, many people, there's so much being written about the difficulties between father and son, between parents and children. And the Gemara tells us this. The Gemara says at the end of Saita, those who are learning Dafyoyme are coming to this very, very soon, that the Gemara says that when we, we hear the footsteps of Moshiach, there's going to be terrible, terrible trouble in the world, in Klal Yisrael, that children will not respect parents. There'll be chutzpah. A father wants to talk to the son, the son isn't interested. And many fathers don't know how to talk to the son properly. They don't know how to give toichacha, etc., etc. This requires tremendous, tremendous siyata deshmaya. It requires a lot of, lot of knowledge and a lot of tefillah that a parent should, that we should be privileged to have children and we should be zirched to know how to educate the children the right way. We should be zirched, we should be zirched to fulfill what we have here and zirched to the igula shleimah b'mhera b'yameinu, amen v'yameen. Any questions before we close? A question, if friends live far from one another, can they exchange letters? Will the shining of an akuda still work if the dibur isn't present? The answer is that it's levels and levels. A letter, there's a, we know there's a posik nafshi yotza bedabroi. My nefesh comes out in my words, in my speech. When I'm speaking to somebody, if it's the right kind of speaking, it's coming from my insides, words coming from my heart and enter into the other person's heart. The Gemara also says, I place my nefesh in my writing. When a person writes the right kind of letter, that's another form of this. That's another form of dibur, of speech, that can also have, you know, be very effective in this way. Obviously, the first choice is the dibur. And this is obviously why, again, the sotan is bombing us, bombing us, to, 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 to get our children and grandchildren to forget how to talk. Text. Don't, I don't want to, don't talk to me. Send me a text message, an email. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Because, because of this chapter, because the Sutta knows that if Jews will speak to each other properly, it's the end of the Chertz, the, the downfall of the Yitzhahara, all of these Avos Nefulos. Baruch Hashem.